I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I gotta ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to mark. Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. A Palestinian teenager has died from injuries inflicted by an Israeli guard in the West Bank last week. According to Palestinian official news agency Wafa, the 17-year-old died of a severe pulmonary attack. He was receiving treatment at a hospital in Ramallah for injuries in his chest and abdomen. Last week, the teen was shot by an Israeli guard in Ofra, an Israeli settlement, while he was in his vehicle. According to UN figures, settlers carried out over 500 attacks in the occupied West Bank between January and July 24th. Jewish settlers in the occupied West Bank set fire to Palestinian-owned vehicles and attacked Palestinians who protested on Saturday. Dozens of settlers conducted the raid in Etivan in southern Hebron. Israeli soldiers who did not stop the settlers from their attacks used tear gas and rubber-coated bullets against Palestinians. Some victims faced suffocation due to the tear gas. Soldiers also assaulted and arrested a 19-year-old Palestinian, according to the Palestinian official news agency Wafa. In another incident, a group of Jewish settlers gathered at a checkpoint to the entrance to Ramallah and threw stones at Palestinian-owned vehicles, causing damage. Israeli soldiers also opened fire on a vehicle at the entrance of the city, causing damage. The West Bank has witnessed frequent raids and attacks by Jewish settlers under the protection of Israeli forces throughout the year. The Indian capital, New Delhi, has been placed on high alert following communal clashes. Six deaths have been confirmed in Nur district in Haryana state, which borders New Delhi. Police said they have detained over 100 people in connection with the riots. A mob attacked a mosque in the satellite town of Gurugram. During the attack, 19-year-old deputy imam Hafiz Saad was killed and one person was injured. Most multinational companies with offices in Gurugram have asked employees not to go outside and to work from home. Clashes erupted during a Hindu religious procession passing the Muslim-majority region. Right-wing Hindu groups had earlier campaigned against Friday prayers in Gurugram, causing tensions. Several cars were set on fire and stones were thrown at the police. The state government has requested additional forces to bring the situation under control. Authorities suspended internet services in the area and banned major gatherings. However, Hindu extremists backed by the ruling Partia Janta Party gathered in large numbers and blocked roads leading to New Delhi. Rumors of war. 
Rumors of war. You see all this festering coming on, fam. You see it. Amazon and Alphabet employees are protesting a $1 billion contract with Israel for cloud computing services. Employees argue Project Nimbus is unethical and that Amazon and Alphabet should not profit from the oppression of Palestinians. It was awarded to Amazon and Alphabet in 2021. At the recent Amazon Web Services Summit, they expressed fears Project Nimbus could be used to further monitor Palestinians. The contract allows the Israeli government and military to use the tech company's cloud computing services for surveillance, intelligence gathering, and cyber attacks. It also provides data support to the Israeli Land Authority that maintains discriminatory policies to expand illegal Jewish settlements on Palestinian land. A coalition of groups including Empower Change, Jewish Voice for Peace, Adela Justice Project, Fight for the Future, and the Athena Coalition joined the protest. Amazon and Jewish settlers living in a forcibly evacuated Palestinian home were seen throwing out the belongings of the displaced family on Sunday. On July 11th, Israeli police forcibly evicted the Palestinian sub-Lebanon family from their home. It was located near the Al-Aqsa Mosque in the occupied old city of East Jerusalem. Noura Sablaban stood in front of her house and recited the Quran to settlers. The family had been fighting a legal battle for 45 years against the Israeli government and Jewish settler organizations' initiatives, but they lost the suit. The Israeli judiciary accepted the Jewish settler organization's claim of ownership. The court granted the Palestinian family until June 11th to vacate the house. The U.S. has called on Israel to ensure equal treatment of all American citizens, regardless of national origin, religion, or ethnicity. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller told reporters that this policy of equal treatment should apply to all U.S. citizens, including Palestinian Americans. Israel often denies Palestinian Americans entry or makes it difficult for them to travel at Israeli airports or land borders. Miller says the United States will monitor Israel's implementation of the equal treatment policy. Israel is seeking to participate in the U.S. visa waiver program. This would allow its citizens to travel to the United States without a visa. However, the U.S. is expecting a quid pro quo from Israel for the privilege. The U.S. government will decide by September 30th whether Israel will be included in the program. <laughs> Boy, these um, Palestine, um, they got a news going on. And I'm letting y'all hear what the Palestinians news are saying out here. You know, we already analyzing one side of what other people saying. And I'm trying to get y'all to hear the other side of what the news is. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. When it comes to some crafty counseling, again, when it comes to some crafty counseling, there you go, Faith. There you go, Faith. There you go, acting silly. Come on, man. What you talking about, Faith? You acting silly now. Come on, come on. The people want to hear. People ain't got time for you to be acting silly on here. Shit, we working. All right, man. I apologize. Let's the Knesset bill would strengthen an existing law that makes it a crime to give anything of value to persuade anyone to change their religion. 
and proselytizing to anyone under 18 years of age. The proposed law states anyone who persuades a person directly, digitally, by direct mail or online to convert his religion, his sentence is one year imprisonment. And if the person was a minor, his sentence is two years imprisonment. Israeli legal expert David Benjamin tells CBN News the scope of this effort seems extremely broad. About as wide as you could possibly get, in fact, Chris. I mean, any, you know, just any, well, anything you say which might be in, in favor of a certain religion could be construed, I suppose, as being an attempt to solicit someone. Right? Where do you draw the line? Knesset members Moshe Gaffney and Yaakov Asher from the United Torah Judaism Party, part of Prime Minister Netanyahu's coalition, proposed the legislation. An identical bill was proposed during the last Knesset. And so See... I had to stop this real quick, y'all. I want y'all to understand. Every time you hear that name, Netanyahu, whatever his name, how you ever say it, there's some wicked crafty counsel coming on, y'all. I want y'all to realize this, fam. The ones that's getting in it, I'm letting you know, and the ones that are already in it, you already know. Here he go. His name pop up in the mess again. Let's analyze. Similar bills have been proposed for more than 20 years. While the proposed law would apply to all religions, it specifically singles out Christians, stating, In recent times, the attempts of missionary bodies, mainly Christian ones, to persuade people to convert have increased. Sometimes these attempts do not involve the promise of money or material favors, and therefore are not prohibited according to the existing law. But there are many negative consequences, including mental damage, require the intervention of the legislator. Remember the whole issue of... Uh proselytization in Israel has always been a sensitive one, right? The Jewish state was set up to protect the Jewish people. Many Jewish people have been lost over the centuries to genocide, but also by assimilation, forced conversion, etc. So it's a very sensitive point. Benjamin adds this effort would likely violate Israel's declaration of independence. I think the fundamental premise of the law is, is problematic in itself. I don't think it would be unacceptable to outlaw a person trying to persuade another person to, to adopt any idea, whether it be a religion or any, any kind of idea. You know, the free flow of ideas, freedom of thought, freedom of conscience, freedom of expression are, are fundamental pillars of any democracy. Former ambassador-at-large for international religious freedom, Sam Brownback, warns it would harm Israel. When you start to limit your religious freedom, you're saying, okay, you can't proselytize a faith uh, uh, in your nation, that's against the UN Charter uh, of Human Rights that Israel and almost all the rest of the world signed on to too, that you're entitled to be able to practice your faith or even to change your faith. I think it's dangerous for Israel because they've been such a beacon of an open society uh, in that region. Some feel given the composition of the current coalition government, it might be possible to become law. While others disagree, since they say Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who's been a close friend of evangelical Christians for decades, would not support such a measure. At this 2012 dedication of a windmill restored by Christians from Holland, he praised Christian Zionists. I don't believe that the Jewish state and modern Zionism would have been possible without Christian Zionism. I think that uh, the many Christian supporters of the rebirth of the Jewish state and the ingathering of the Jewish people in the 19th century made possible the rise of Jewish Zionism. See, now, 
I'm hearing this now. I don't want y'all to sweep this. Christian Zionists and Jewish Zionists. Some of y'all got to look that up and see what that is. That's something new on me. What is a Christian Zionist, y'all? And what is a Jewish Zionist? Are they the same people? Are they in the same program? Are they non-pigmentation people? Or what? That's why uh, y'all need to understand how these people are trying to control us by these theological religion practice that they put out here on the name of our history book. Everybody trying to ride with our history book, but they don't even know what that book is. Now, they picked up, they put that book and ran with that book, didn't look in that book, didn't understand that book because the book wasn't for them and they couldn't figure it out. Because if they did figure that out, they would have burnt that book too like they did the rest of those books. Let's analyze. Welcome back. Israel has killed at least 11 Palestinians as the death toll from its incursion into the Palestinian city of Jenin in the West Bank rises. According to the Palestinian Health Ministry, the latest victim was a 23-year-old man killed on Tuesday. Thousands of people have been evacuated from the Jenin refugee camp where the incursion is taking place. According to residents, Israeli bulldozers raised most of the roads surrounding the camp. See, you got to realize this world. The same tactics that I see right here that they doing, Israel doing to the Palestinians, I see and feel the same tactics that they did here on our forefathers. In the 50s and the 60s, when we trying to get our freedom, our rights, and what we still ain't got, these are the things that they were setting up, the United States government. So, we got to realize how these people being bullied, just like we as black men and black women, how we was bullied as we was trying to get our rights to even walk down this street without getting killed or lynched. Now these the same people doing these people the thing way. But the bad thing about this and the sad thing about this, where was the people when, when we was going through this horrific stuff? Where was the nation? Where was the world? But everybody else want to cry out now Oh, free hand, free hand, free hand. But what was y'all when we needed and still needed it? But we don't need y'all help. We got the help of the Most High, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Kenny.
camp has also been cut off from basic services, including water and electricity, and Israeli forces have entered homes and made arrests. The Israeli army claims it is targeting Palestinian militants in the camp. The operation is the largest in the West Bank in years and has drawn international condemnation. The Israeli government says it will not stop until its security objectives are met. In related news, a Palestinian man reportedly plowed his pickup truck into a group of people on a sidewalk in the Israeli capital Tel Aviv on Tuesday afternoon. He also stabbed a passerby. Four of the victims were in serious and moderate condition. The man was shot dead by an armed civilian. According to Israel's Shin Bet security agency, the attacker was Abed al-Wahab Halayla from the West Bank town of Asamu. The Palestinian resistance group Hamas says the attack was in response to the Israeli operation in the occupied West Bank. Welcome to the program. We begin with breaking news from the occupied West Bank, where a major Israeli military offensive is underway. These are live pictures from Janine, where Israeli forces have killed at least five Palestinians and injured more than 30 during their operation. The Israeli army has struck Janine with at least 15 airstrikes. Another Palestinian has been killed in Ramallah. The refugee camp in Janine is being targeted. It's home to more than 20,000 Palestinians and came under attack in a major Israeli raid only two weeks ago. Seven people were killed then and more than 100 injured in that operation. The Palestinian Authority called the latest operation a new war crime against defenseless people. Alan Fisher reports from Janine in the occupied West Bank. See, you heard that. War crimes are dead against defenseless people. The non-pigmentation did a war crime against defenseless people because they did this to our forefathers when they blew up Wall Street, flooded, brought the military and everybody out to do their madness and heinous. This is these are the same people that was doing the same stuff over here in Israel doing that mess over there. Because they the same people. Just like Britain in America, Israel in America.
It began in the early hours of the morning, the biggest assault in the Janine refugee camp since the Second Intifada or uprising back in 2002. Airstrikes into the heart of a heavily populated area in Janine. Smoke could be seen rising from residential blocks. The Israeli army claims it's involved in an operation against what it describes as terrorist elements in the area. The Palestinian presidency says the assault is a new war against the Palestinian people. Janine constantly is attacked by Israelis now with warplanes and drones and missiles. And they've used uh, almost every arsenal, uh, every weapon in their arsenal. And the resistance simply keeps expanding. Columns of Israeli military vehicles could be seen pushing into the Janine camp, ripping up roads, leaving chaos in their wake. Drones spotted in the air. The assault coming just hours after the end of the Muslim Eid holiday brought protests onto the street. Just last month, an Israeli attack in the same area killed six people and led to days of unrest. The Israeli military says it's strengthening operations across the whole occupied West Bank and is preparing for possible missile strikes from inside Gaza and Lebanon. More than 100 Palestinians have been killed in Janine since the beginning of 2022. The Israeli media described the area as a wasp's nest because militant groups have started working together, setting aside their differences, coming under one umbrella. Attack helicopters have been used in the most recent attacks in Janine the first time they've been seen in the West Bank in years. Alan Fisher, Al Jazeera, in the occupied West Bank. And Imran Khan joins us live from West Jerusalem now. Imran, it's certainly a dynamic situation in Janine. What more have we learned about these latest raids? Well, the Israeli army have issued a statement. It says much as you'd expect them to say, but it does go on to say something very interesting towards the end. It was from the Israeli army chief spokesman, Daniel Hogari. He says, we did not come to occupy the refugee camp. This is not an operation against the Palestinian Authority, but against terror groups, his words, in Janine. Uh, Hagari branded the operation as a brigade-level raid, but didn't give it a name. Now, normally, uh, an operation of this size gets its name. But this just goes to show you that this is far larger than we've ever seen uh, in recent years before against a Janine refugee camp, also taking place in Ramallah as well. Now, it's likely uh, that this is a response to the far-right coalition members, people like Bethesel Smotrich and Itamar Ben-Gavir, the national security minister, who are calling for a massive operation across the West Bank. It's likely uh, that this operation, the size of this operation, is to try and appease those hard-right members of the coalition. It's worth mentioning at this point that the Israeli army, the generals, have counseled against that kind of operation, but clearly they are happy to do something of this nature. And it is taking place uh, by land and by air. There's use of helicopter drones. Uh, sorry, drones and helicopter gunships. We haven't seen helicopter gunships being used uh, in the occupied West Bank since the second intifada. So it is a very large operation. Now, the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has also convened a security consultation uh, meeting that takes place at 10.45 in a few hours' time. It's likely that at that place, that at that point, uh, they'll try and discuss what happens next. But all eyes now are on reaction, particularly from... Uh, 
the Gaza Strip. The Israelis have set up a rocket defense system on the borders with the Gaza Strip just in case there is any reaction from there. But we've been speaking to people within uh, the Gaza Strip. Hamas have actually said that the Janine armed men, the fighters there, are more than capable of defending themselves. So although this operation is going on right now, what happens next, what happens in the next 12, 24 hours is going to be crucial. Give us a sense of what's led up to this point, Imran. These attacks have come amid escalating violence in the West Bank. Well, these raids on Janine uh, take place on an almost nightly basis. Uh, they have been taking place over the last year, but this is much more of an escalation than we've seen before. What normally happens is they, the Israeli army go into uh, Janine refugee camp, they try and arrest people, they try and uh, take, uh, take part in what they call targeted killings on occasion, uh, perhaps not in this case, but this is a much bigger escalation. And the reason for that is because the fighters within the Janine refugee camp have all now come together. And this poses a problem for the Israelis. The Israelis say that this is a national security threat. However, there are dissenting voices within Israel who say that this just leads to further escalation, that it becomes tit for tat, that unless there's a negotiated agreement with the Palestinian Authority, that the Palestinian Authority come to an agreement with the gunman, then this escalation will continue. And that's really what we're seeing right now. But those dissenting voices are few and far between. By almost an overwhelming majority, there is a desire to try and take out the fighters within Janine refugee camp. And this uh, is the kind of operation that we perhaps are going to see much more of. All right. Thanks so much for bringing us up to speed. We'll cross back to you throughout the day. Imran Khan in West Jerusalem. A controversial law proposed by Italy's ruling far-right coalition has raised concerns among the country's Muslim community. It aims to close hundreds of Islamic prayer spaces. Italy's 2.5 million Muslims and its opposition party have criticized the proposed legislation. The bill, presented by Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni's Brothers in Italy party, targets prayer rooms not recognized as mosques. Prayers would no longer be allowed in spaces not registered as places of worship. This also applies to various Muslim cultural organizations Italian Muslim leader Yassin Lafram called the measure absurd and a violation of freedom of worship. The Union of Islamic Communities and Organizations in Italy said there were over 1,200 Muslim prayer rooms in Italy in 2017. Only six were officially mosques and about 50 others fit into the authorization of places of worship. The rest were classified as cultural associations but were also used as prayer spaces. The measure is now being discussed in the lower house of the Italian parliament. A two-year-old Palestinian toddler was buried Tuesday in the occupied West Bank. The Israeli army fired shots near his home in Ramallah when he was hit with a bullet. Mohammed Haytham Tamimi and his father were on their way to visit relatives. The father accused Israeli forces of opening fire directly at his car. The Palestinian Office of Defense for Children International said Al-Tamimi is among 27 Palestinian minors killed by Israel in the occupied West Bank and Gaza since January. Tensions in the West Bank have escalated in recent months due to repeated Israeli attacks on Palestinian towns. According to Palestinian figures, Israeli forces have killed more than 155 Palestinians since the beginning of this year. At least 21 Israelis were killed in separate attacks during the same period. Now, at any rate, it does remain a controversial practice in Israel. And today, feelings against it, and you could argue against Christians in Israel in general, erupted in a rowdy demonstration at Jerusalem's Western Wall Plaza. 
Hundreds of protesters shouting, missionaries go home, gathered at the Jewish shrine, arguing that it was being desecrated by the presence of Christians, many of whom did recently take part in a pro-Israel rally at the site that was organized by evangelical groups supportive of Zionism. Now, among those protesters there today was one of Jerusalem's deputy mayors, the far-right politician Arya King. Here was a bit of what was heard at that rally. Now, at any rate, it does remain a mosque in Germany has received a threatening letter with Nazi symbols. Authorities at the mosque in Göttingen received the letter on Thursday with the Nazi swastika and other neo-Nazi signs. Mehmet Ibrahimbas, chairman of the mosque association, said the letter contained racist and Islamophobic phrases. He said the mosque community and Muslims in the city were concerned because of ongoing threats of violence. It is the second threatening letter the mosque has received within a few months. As well, last September, unknown persons painted a swastika on the wall of the House of Worship. Last year, 62 mosques were attacked in Germany, and at least 39 people were injured by anti-Muslim violence. Germany has the second largest Muslim population in Western Europe after France. Okay, so here's the overview of what we need to talk about, and there's something that nobody's talking about with respect to the war between Israel and Lebanon, and it's about supplies, it's about stockpiles, okay? So please stick with me because I want to share that piece with you. I had a bit of a eureka moment in my research last night. Now, since Nasrallah, the head of Hezbollah, gave his speech the other day, the exchanges between Israelis and uh, the Hezbollah on the Lebanese front have increased uh, dramatically. In fact, uh, Lebanon has been utilizing larger missiles, longer-range missiles with higher ordnance on military installations, radar installations, and military bases along the northern border. So the war there is heating up. It's just not coming all at once, okay? Uh, they're taking it slow, then fast, if you know what I'm saying. We also have a global travel advisory for Israelis. Now, this has been in place for some time for Americans, but now it's for Israelis, particularly those of the Jewish persuasion, as hate crimes apparently are on the rise around the world. 
No surprise there in light of all of the tensions and with all these protests and, of course, with uh, a lot of the incidents that are currently unfolding in the Gaza Strip, we'll say, that not a lot of people are happy about. Unfortunately, however, uh, it takes the form of hate crimes, which never should be the outcome. We should never generalize and stereotype and discriminate people on the basis of whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to give a speech on that. Let's just keep going here. F-16s are in Ukraine. F-16s finally arrived. Apparently five, according to Rybar, who is a Russian source, fairly reputable. I don't think they have any reason to lie about this. F-16s, of course, are nuclear capable. They can carry tactical nuclear weapons from NATO, and this has been the concern of the Russians, particularly Sergei Lavrov, Russian foreign minister, said when this was first floated, the idea of bringing in F-16s is that bringing in a nuclear-capable platform is going to have its problems. Now, people will say all fighter jets can carry nuclear weapons, but not Soviet-era. Soviet-era fighter jets can't carry NATO nuclear weapons. They could probably be retrofitted to do so, I would imagine, uh, as they have been retrofitted to send out uh, Storm Shadow and uh, Scalp missiles, I think that's what they're called. But uh, it's not so easy with respect to the the uh, types of tactical nuclear weapons, as far as I know, anyways, that NATO uses. So anyways, they're in Ukraine. We're at that level of escalation now. Zelensky has shut down any thoughts of peace talks. There's these rumors floating around in the Western media that the Ukrainians are being pressured into doing peace talks with the Russians. Well, Zelensky came out today and just shot that idea right down. He said there's no chance for peace talks, in spite of the fact that his head commander, Zeluzny, is saying that we might be seeing a bit of a stalemate here. Now, is this just the feint? Is this just them trying to goad the Russians into putting all of their eggs into this basket so that they can attrit the Russians in and around the Advivka region where they're fighting right now. I guess we'll see. Time will tell us. U.S. Army is hiring 800 recruiters, not personnel, recruiters. Yes, indeed. If they cannot meet the the quotas for new recruits, then they're likely going to have to do a draft, especially if they get themselves into some Middle Eastern quagmire, which appears is going to happen because guess what? Mr. Anthony Blinken is off to Baghdad in spite of threats by Iranian-backed militias. These are direct threats just issued today that said, we are going to end Anthony Blinken's life if he comes to Baghdad. It seized. Here's Citizens Bank. Okay, so you can go fact check it. Because I know I have all these people out there that are just, you know, they're, they're so scared that what I'm telling them is the truth, even though it is, that they're like, oh, this can't possibly be true. This would never happen. Blah, blah, blah in America. We could never be in World War III or there'd be an economic collapse. Christopher, come on. We're, we're safe here. Um, yet another major financial institution, institution just collapsed. And let me point this out to you, too, for all you fact-checkers out there. Um, in fact, if you look at the latest rating from Fitch Ratings, you know, the, the trusted source, right, the fact-checkers, guys, um, they just gave a, a BBB Plus with a stable outlook rating for Citizens Bank. It's right here. You look this up. I'll, I'll put a link for it down at the bottom. They say, yeah, stable outlook, BBB Plus, so it's like credit grade. It's an investment-grade bank that just collapsed to zero. So again, guys, like, 
This has already happened multiple times. In 2008-09, all the major U.S. financial institutions in the United States of America collapsed to zero. All of them did. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, etc. They all collapsed to zero. That's why they needed trillion dollar bailouts. And then what they did is they pumped up a Ponzi scheme, which is the current financial system and stock market, and transferred all the wealth to themselves. They did the same thing in 2020 during the lockdowns. The exact same thing. They printed hyperinflationary debt. And as I've been telling you, there's greater systemic risk now. Not only are banks going down, like Citizen Bank, which is just the latest, I'm sure I'll have to come on camera and report on even more banks that are failing. Hopefully not. But I mean, again, like when you're this negligent, when the banking system is this corrupt, okay, and you can't even get a deposit at Bank of America or Wells Fargo or Chase Bank and Citizens Bank is going to zero, like literally as I speak, I don't know what else to tell you but to protect yourself. Um, so this is breaking news. I personally don't know a lot about Citizens Bank. I don't know if it's a uh, small, like medium-sized bank. I don't know where its locations are uh, because this is literally like breaking, breaking news. And it just updated on the FDIC website. I don't even see it in the news yet. So uh, kudos to the people that followed me on Twitter that first alerted me to this. Uh, I have several videos going viral um, on the internet right now because people are very concerned. And I'm not even the one reporting it. Other people are. They're like, I don't have my money. Like, let me give you an example because I know I have to give people an example because they just don't believe that the system could ever fail. Just like people have cognitive dissonance now, they're like, oh, we're not at World War III, even though 10,000 people were just slaughtered in Gaza. I just watched a video from John Voigt, who I like. You know, he's a pretty decent guy, I guess. I don't know him very personally, but I've interviewed him several times in the past. Uh, and he's a conservative gentleman, right? Angelina Jolie's father. He just did a video, like, basically saying it was okay that Israel is, like, slaughtering a bunch of Gazan civilians because they've had a warning to get out. Dude, these people can't leave, dude. They're in an open-air prison. They either don't have money or they're not being allowed to leave, and there's no area for them to seek refuge. They're freaking locked in as they're being bombed, dude. Like, what the heck are you talking about? So, again, we're on Team Israel. We don't want to see, you know, Hamas perpetrate tragic events and these kinds of things. But, like, are you freaking kidding me? You're justified? Like, okay, just another topic, so I'll, I'll save it. But just to point this out, more evidence that bank deposits are delayed or frozen at the major U.S. financial banks uh, came from my own subscribers. Here is Travis Brown. She's like, yeah, this is my, or he, this is my Bank of America app. Never seen it before. Some deposits may be temporary delay. Doesn't have his money, dude. Needs to pay his bills. Doesn't have his freaking money. Uh, Angela Flowers says, yes, none of my deposits went through and are still pending. And there was a notification saying our accounts are secure but they are having technical difficulties and your account will be restored as soon as possible. Well, Citizens Bank just collapsed. So that's not really giving us like a good warm and fuzzy, guys. And here's our emergency warning alert right there. Some deposits may be temporary delay. An industry-wide technical issue is impacting some deposits for November 3rd. Your account remains secure. You just don't have your money. So again, guys, like I've been way ahead of this. I always warn you uh, way far in advance. Here is A-R-E... G-U-I-N-6-2 says it's 7.40 p.m. Central Time, and I still don't have my money from Bank of America. Right there. Still don't have his money, bro. No money. No money. So, again, you know, the sheep in this country who trust their officials and their government and their banks, I mean, you guys have a rude awakening. 
is about to be purified through war. I know some of you are saying, how can you speak like this? Some of you have written me and said, I wonder why they haven't shut you up. Some of you have even said, why aren't you dead yet? Well, those of you who have the power to kill the body, you have that power. If it pleases Allah to shut me up. But that would be a foolish thing for you to do since I'm the only one on the earth warning you of what you are going to face and you would shut me up? That's like turning off an alarm and the fire has just gotten started. Turning off a fire alarm? Whoever would do that is an enemy to all those who might be burned in such a fire. Who would do such a thing? but an enemy. For a fire alarm is what keeps innocent people from burning up in a fire. I am the fire alarm for you. But remember, anytime you get ready to attempt to turn me off, know that when you try to turn me off, at the same time, you're turning the heat and the fire up on yourself. And each of you that are talking about the coming of God in the name of Messiah, in the name of Christ, in the name of Mahdi, you are not talking about the coming of a spook or a spirit. You are talking about the coming of a human being. Revelation 21 verse 3 it is written and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. This may be you don't want to hear, I don't know. And I certainly don't want to hurt you on your show. You have one of the best, you're fair. But I believe that Israel has a powerful stranglehold on the American government. They control both members of the House, the House and the Senate. They have us involved in wars of which we have little or no interest. Our children are coming back in body bags. Our nation is bankrupt over these wars, and if you open your mouth, you get targeted. And if they don't beat you at the pole, they'll put you in prison. Israel gets approximately $15 billion a year from the American taxpayers. That $15 billion is $30,000 for every man, woman, and child. And people in my district are losing their pension benefits. They're controlling much of our foreign policy. They're influencing much of our domestic policy. Wolfowitz's Undersecretary of Defense manipulated President Bush number two back into Iraq. They pushed definitely, definitely to try and get Bush before he left to move into Iran. We're conducting expansionist policy of Israel and everybody's afraid to say it. They control much of the media, 
They control much of the commerce of the country, and they control powerfully both bodies of the Congress. They own the Congress. Are you an anti-Semite? No, I'm not. That's exactly what they're going to say, and I expect that. What I am is an American. You see, I think America comes first, and we have a one-sided foreign policy in the Mideast, and we've alienated Arabs who have no way of fighting. So what they've done, and I predicted this on the House floor, is they would export violence to America, and they have. They have no other way to fight. Greta, I'm saying this. America is in danger if America doesn't take back the government without foreign influence. Nah, we ain't going. Nah, G. Y'all gotta stop this bullshit. Yo, did y'all know FEMA? In case of a terrorist attack, it ain't even telling us this. In case of war, the United States of America will be broken up into districts. Did y'all know that? Did y'all know that we'd be broken up into districts? Can anybody say Hunger Games? And the, 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 they, they got authority over people. You know what happened when the government come put their foot down. See, a lot of y'all wasn't even made aware if something happened with this war, something pop off or a terrorist attack. Bro, they finna implement this here and now they control it. They're gonna try to put people in these FEMA camps. They finna try to put people in these FEMA camps. We are getting ready to get broke up into districts. Let the games begin. Uh, an Israeli loyalty oath law that is becoming so common in the United States, it's now pervasive. Take a look at the map. You see the red states? See all of those red states? 26 states have enacted this uh, loyalty oath legislation. And let me show you the other one, the, 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 the navy blue ones, the blue ones you see there. That's where the, this law is now pending. So 26 acted on, passed, 13 pending, only 11 states, the light blue ones you see there, the baby blue or the light blue, those are the ones where you can boycott Israel and, you know, criticize Israel if you want. Again, look, it bears repeating. There is no such law keeping you from denouncing or boycotting the United States of America or even advocating causes that harm the U.S economically but there are laws from doing that against Israel the Zionists do not represent the Jewish people and certainly not speak in the name of the Holy Torah the very name Israel was stolen by them authentic Jews around the world demand that the entire land and all rights be restored to the Palestinian people. As Jews, we say that our people will be more safe and our religion more respected under Arabs who believe in God and fear Him than under these heretics, Jews only by birth, who make war against Judaism and humanity. We pray for the speedy and peaceful dismantlement of the State of Israel. 
Yeah, that's right, Natasha. I actually came from the White House press area, and I can tell you, you know, the press area is located on the White House press grounds. You can definitely hear some of the protests that you might be able to hear behind me, and many of them are lined up along the gates. The organizers of this protest saying they wanted this to be the largest display of support for Palestine in U.S. history. On Saturday in Washington, D.C., calls for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war grew even louder. A protest attracting tens of thousands of people, some holding signs, many others chanting. to send a message as war rages on in the Middle East. We just want everything to stop. We want people to live in peace. This woman told News Nation she has friends in Palestine fearing for their lives. On Saturday, she kept thinking of them. Everybody, especially the children, deserve a normal life to live and laugh and love and to have dreams that they can pursue. Some of the protesters voiced opposition to aid for Israel and hoped President Joe Biden would hear their calls as they marched through the streets of D.C. I don't feel like we are treated as just people. We, we, they don't value our life. The rally in D.C. came as protesters in other cities around the world planned to call for a ceasefire. But so far, leaders in Israel have pushed back against those calls. After a meeting with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on Friday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu refused to support a ceasefire that does not include Hamas releasing hostages. Later on News Nation's The Hill, Noah Tishby, a former Israeli special envoy for combating anti-Semitism, said she expected Israel to keep fighting. This needs to end. This absolutely needs to end. There will be ceasefire, absolutely, as soon as Hamas is defeated. Now, as the war continues, those who came out on Saturday hope peace comes soon. I'm not against Jewish. I'm not against, you know, like, we need to live together. This is what we need to. We also know similar events were held in London, Paris, as well as in Berlin tonight. According to the Gaza Health Ministry, more than 9,400 Palestinians have died in the area so far so far during this conflict in Tatcha. Okay, Tom Dempsey live. <laughs> minister who just got suspended said in an interview that dropping a nuclear bomb on Gaza is an option. The question is, why did he get suspended? Is it because what he said is outrageous or is it because what he said is what they're all thinking and he probably shouldn't have said it out loud? This man got on the radio and said that there were no non-combatants in Gaza and also said that providing humanitarian aid 
to the Strip would constitute a failure. When he was asked what the fate of Palestinians were, he said they can go to Ireland or deserts. The monsters in Gaza should find a solution by themselves. But how can they find a solution by themselves if they don't have an airport and there's no way out of their tiny strip because you have borders and blockades. He also said the Strip has no right to exist, adding that anyone waving a Palestinian or Hamas flag shouldn't continue living on the face of the earth. What I find comical is that they have all the money and the weapons and the power in the world, but the Palestinian flag is what scares them. If you're looking at the photo behind me, there was a pro-Palestine protest in Indonesia yesterday and over 2 million people came out, which is such an insane number when you think about it because there are about 2.3 million Palestinians in the Gaza Strip alone. I don't know if Palestinians in Gaza are seeing any of our footage, but I just really hope they know that we, the people, genuinely care and stand with them. Customers at some major banks might be wondering today, where's my money? Bank of America sent out an alert that some direct deposits could be delayed. There were also reports of problems with Chase, U.S. Bank, and Wells Fargo. B of A told customers the accounts are safe, the money will eventually be there, and that they don't need to do anything other than wait. The delays appear to be related to an outside network that processes transactions. I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But, they have, I mean, they're going to be. People need to know, but I don't think you have much hope of reaching a public that doesn't have a professional need to know. I completely agree with that. I almost think you'd scare the public if you put this out. Like, why are they telling me this? Should I be concerned about my bank? If my insurance company doesn't tell me what they're doing with my assets, they just assume they're going to pay my claim, right? It's, it's, I think you've got to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than maybe people in this room do. <laughs> Americans need to be 100% concerned about a foreign entity uh, buying up schools and influencing our children and our society. It's very serious. A foreign hand reaching deeper into the U.S. education system. A Chinese company called Primevera has been buying American schools and education service companies. From test prep company Princeton Review to Tutor.com to a network of over 200 schools across the U.S. Sitting on top of the pyramid is Primevera's chairman, Fred Hu. Financial Fred Hu's background, a closer look at what's under his company's control. Princeton Review is known for its private test prep courses and SAT guidebooks. Tutor.com, a tutoring company, has contracts with the U.S. military. It serves military members for free. Fred Hu's company also controls Spring Education Group, which runs over 200 private schools across the U.S. and Asia. But its Chinese ownership has sparked controversies. In New York, Spring Education controls a network of private schools called Basis Independent Schools. In 2019, over 190 parents signed a letter sent to the school's leadership, expressing concerns about Chinese ownership. Love it when people ask the, the right questions. He says, so if we have loans through these banks, do we have to pay them back? Um... There's a transition going on in this country, and if you heard of FedNow, if you heard of uh, CBDCs, if you heard of our country transferring our money over to a digital currency, which may be the reason why these banks are doing what they're doing, that's just my thoughts, um, I want to show you what happens if your country or any other country changes the contract between you and the bank by switching over to a digital currency. And this is just somebody's perspective, so you guys let me know what you think and you let me know. Let me know. You think we still have to pay these loans back if the contract was breached?
Check this out. Your debts are cancelled. And no one seems to be talking about this, so I will. If you have some kind of contract to repay a debt, it may be written in dollars or pounds or euros. But if these psychopaths go to a digital currency, you have no agreement to pay in a digital currency. The currency that you took a so-called loan in had a paper equivalent. So if they want you to pay in a digital-only currency, that is retrospectively changing the contract, which they cannot do. For instance, they cannot require you to pay off a dollar loan with a Fed coin. It's not the same thing. Now, chances are the original contract for debt was unlawful anyway, and you already don't owe it. But in any case, seems to me the faster they go to a digital currency, the faster they discharge your debt. They don't want a national debt. We keep hearing about it, how many trillions nations owe and how they're paying more in interest than their entire GDPs. But who is that debt owed to? Banks. Do we care if the banks get paid? And who's going to enforce it if they aren't? Nobody. US military? Trillions of dollars have disappeared into the Pentagon that can't be accounted for, which means the military are getting kickbacks from weapons suppliers, which means the suppliers aren't meeting proper standards, which means the US military has a whole lot of shit that doesn't work. Besides, if it's politicians and bureaucrats who ran up the debt, let them be the ones to repay it, not the people. They've been running a very badly mismanaged corporation. All these governments are corporations. It's corporate debt. It's not the people's debt. They want to put it on our backs for generations. But if we're talking render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, then it is Caesar's debt because it is a debt-based currency. Ultimately, I'm just thinking out loud here, but prophetically, I understand this better. For the outcome of these times is that the corporate pharaohs, just like the pharaoh of Moses' time, are racing to their destruction. And with their destruction in Moses' time, with his destruction in Moses' time, came the end of slavery. And we have many forms of slavery today. Wage slavery, tax slavery, prison slavery, sex slavery, death cult slavery, and debt slavery. Yes. And this shall all be destroyed. So be it. So be it. So be it.
remedy. Go read the testimonies for your memory. I said them problems, but you wasn't hearing me. I come to you if you really come near to me. I heard your cry, now it's time to take it to me. I'm the one got you from all of your enemies. Ooh, you know, open the sea. Them waters were bitter, but I made it sweet. Case you ain't know how to swim. I'm, I'm your protector, so I made you walk on your feet. This a reminder you married to me. I just want you to be all I called you to be. They called you niggas, but I made you priests. I'm about to give you back everything. I'm sending plagues for you. I'm sending boys drying up rivers. I leave them dead for you. Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. You heard what I said for you. Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. You heard what I said for you. appreciate you doing that hopefully that way if we can learn how to agree to disagree and we can live like people when I make the hard topics I say the hard things I make the thing itch scratch so if your itch is not scratching and you scratching on the itch maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror so I'm not here for no drama I'm not here for no nothing just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. <laughs> 